With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Baba Kamadat test page 19. We begin four lines in from the top. Boy Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi asks the following question. Do we have a concept if you do tsuroros, if the animal shoots out rocks from beneath its feet and it does it in an unusual way? So will that become half the damages? It's just like we find that when an animal causes damage in an unusual way, it becomes half the damages, it becomes like current. Will that also apply here where it's already half, will become half again, and therefore be a quarter damage or not? So Gemara answers, Tifshat Lemi the Rava. We can actually deduce the answer to this question from Rava, the boy Rava. Rava asks the following question. Rava asks if you can become muad in regards to Tsuros, meaning can you go from half Nezek to full Nezek if, if Tsuros, if these rocks have been shot out three times by an animal, can you end up paying full damages or not? Michlal, we can deduce from there. The Ain Shinui, that in fact, you can't get to a quarter of the damages. We can't speak about the quarter of the damages because you can't go from a quarter to a half and to a whole. If the whole damage is considered a half, then we can talk about the quarter doing it three times and becoming a half. But according to Rava's question, so you're, you're doing it three times and going from a half to a whole, clearly there's no such thing as a quarter. So the Gemara answers, Dilma Rava, Im Timsi Lemer Maybe Rava, when he asked this question, he was saying an Im Timsi Lemer. Im Timsi Lemer, if you would say, Ein Shinui, then in fact there is no concept of having a quarter of the damages, Yesha Ada Ein Ha'ada. So then once you know that you have a concept that it's exclusively half the damages, once you do it three times, can it become full damages? That's Rava's question. Take a, we have no answer. Boy Ravashi, Ravashi asks the following question, According to Sumchus, who holds that you always pay full damages, Meaning, even if you have tsuroros, even if the sh- the rocks have shot out from beneath the feet of the animal as it's walking along. So let's say you have a second level where the tsuroros they hit something else and that causes damage to the next thing. So it's a it's an in, it's even more indirect. So do we have a concept there of chatzinezek or not? Does he learn the concept of the lachmish misinai, which says that you have half damages, and does he establish that it's talking about the secondary force? Or perhaps he doesn't learn. That halacha at all, the halacha lemesh misinai. He didn't have that misor at all. Teku, we have no answer. We said in the Mishnah that if it was kicking or it had rocks shooting out from beneath its feet, and it broke the vessels, it could pay his half damages. I'll ask you a question. How are we saying this? It was kicking, and it caused damage with its kick. Or a case of Tzoros in its regular way, that the Mishnah is actually according to the rabbis, and we're saying the case of Tzoros has nothing to do with the case of Butte. The case where the, the rocks shot out has nothing to do with the case where it kicked. And therefore, it's the rabbis who say that you have chatzinezek, you pay half the damages when we're talking about a regular case of tsuro. So, Dilma perhaps the Mishnah should be like this. If it was kicking, and it caused damage in its kicking, or it shot out because of that kicking, which was an unusual case, so it shot out these stones, and therefore you pay half the damages. But if it would be in a regular way that those stones shot out, so then you would pay full damages. And the Mishnah goes like simchus. Which way do we understand? the Mishnah, Tashima. We bring a proof, Misefa, from the end of the Mishnah. If, it, if an animal was walking along and it trampled a 
vessel and it broke it. And so the animal broke it and it kicked out and it, it damaged another vessel, the shavra, and it broke the second vessel. So the first one, so you pay full damages. But in regards to the second one, so you pay only half the damages. And if it indeed was sumchus, does he hold that you ever have to pay the half the damages? And if you want to say rishon, what does it mean with the first one that you're paying full damages? Rishon hataza. It means the first one that got damaged by something that was shot out from the animal. Meaning the animal shot out stones and it hit a first vessel. Vishaini and the second vessel that got damaged, sheni lahataza. That one got hit by the one, the first one that got hit with the stones. So that one hit another one, and that one now got damaged. Vishani and sumchus would agree that there's a difference between something that was caused damage that was caused by the force and damage that was caused by the force of the force. So then this question that Rav Ashi had asked, that he wanted to know whether according to Sumchus, the force of the force is considered like the original force and therefore you don't have to pay full damages also or not. So if indeed our Mishnah was Sumchus, we could have deduced from our Mishnah that in fact the second force is not considered like the first force. So the Gemara answers, Rav Ashi will establish that the Mishnah is actually like the rabbis, and therefore based on that he's going to ask his question that we said before, he's going to ask it as follows in the Mishnah itself. If let's say, this mean we're, we're reading now the Mishnah, according to Rav Ashi, if let's say it kicked, and it caused damage, with its kick, or if it caused damage with stones getting shot out by its feet as it walked along in a normal way, so you have to pay half the damages. If that's the understanding of the Mishnah, then we could deduce that if it caused damage with stones because of an unusual kick, so then you would pay a quarter of the damages, and there's a concept of doing it in an unusual way and paying half the damages. Or perhaps, maybe the Mishnah could be read as follows. If it was kicking and it caused damage with its kick, or it shot out stones because of the kicking, in that case, as well, you would pay half the damages, and there's no concept of unusual throws, of stones getting shot out in an unusual way. You won't pay half of the half, you'll pay full half. So we have no answer to that question. The following question was asked by Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel to Rabbi Ami. And there are some who say he asked this question to Rabbi Abba. Let's say he was walking in a place where it couldn't get through there. Elam came in Natsa unless it had shot up stones. Meaning, in this particular place, so it's usual for an animal to shoot up stones. But it did it in an unusual way. Meaning it kicked these stones up and it caused damage. Mahu. So what do we say in such a case? Came the since there was no way for it not to shoot up stones. So even though it did it in an unusual way, we consider it as if it did it in a usual way. Or perhaps no, we say that since now it did it in an unusual way, that's going to be considered unusual, and therefore we'll have that ramification if we assume that there is a difference between unusual and usual. Teku, we have no answer for this question. Rabbi Yirmiya asked the following question from Rabbi Yirmiya. If let's say an animal was walking along in the Rishos in the public domain, so and it, it shot out and it caused damage. Mahu, what do we what do we say? Do we compare it to a concept of Karen? and therefore there's an obligation to pay only half the damages or perhaps no it's considered like a 
offshoot of the concept of regal where it damages with its feet, and therefore it's not going to have an obligation to pay in the Rosh Hashanah in the public domain. Amar Lay, so he responded and said, Mistabra told to the regal who. It makes sense that it's a it's a offshoot, it's a subcategory of the concept of regal walking and causing damage, and therefore there's not going to be an obligation to pay if the damage was caused in a Rosh Hashanah in a public domain. Now the Gemara asks a slightly different question. He teased Rosh Hashanah, let's say it shot out, and the animal was walking along in a regular way, and it shot out from its feet some stones, and it caused damage in the private domain. Mahu, what's going to be the halacha? Basically, the question is, since the damage was caused in a place which was a private domain, and there's an obligation if an animal causes damage with its feet in a private domain, do we go after the place where it shot out from, which was a Rosh Hashanah, and therefore it should be potter, it should be, have no obligation since it started in the public domain, or do we go after the place where the damage actually occurred, which was in a private domain, and therefore there will be an obligation? Amar so he responded and said, Akira Inkan in regards to the original action where it was uprooted in the Rosh Hashanah, the stone came out from where he was in the public domain. So that's not considered anything. So how could you consider the fact that in the end it landed in Rosh Hashanah in a private domain that can't be considered anything either? Meaning, we go after the original action since it was done in a public place. There's no ischaim, there's no obligation to pay for damages in a public place. Therefore, even though it ended up in a private place, nevertheless, there's no obligation to, p- to pay there as well. Ace, I'll ask you a question. If an animal was going on the way, and it shot out stones, whether we're talking about a private domain or a public domain, there's an obligation to pay. My love, perhaps the case is talking about that it shot out and caused damage. It shot out from inside of the public domain and it caused damage in the public domain. So that would disprove that which we stated earlier, that if it caused damage in a, pro- in a public domain, we said that it's comparable to regal, to the concept of regal, and therefore there's no obligation. But here we would be saying that there is an obligation. Where says, no, it's not true. It shot out from the public domain and it caused damage in the Rishasayachid in a private domain. So Gemara said, wait, we said, we said that we go after the original place and there was no obligation, we said, since it shot out from the public domain, even though it landed in the private domain. So he says, I'm Choser, I'm going back on what I originally said. Indeed, you have proven that my original statement in regards to the case were shot out from the public domain to the private domain. I said that there was no obligation. Here we see clearly that there is an obligation. Ace, I'll ask you another question. Darso al if an animal trampled on a vessel and it broke it, and the broken vessel fell onto another vessel, and it broke the second vessel, for the first one has to pay full damages. For the second one, he has to pay only half the damages. And we learned about this, but what are we talking about? When it got damaged in the domain of the person who got damaged. But if it occurred in the public domain, for the first one, so there's no obligation. For the second one, there is an obligation. Maybe the first damage, the when it shot out, it was done in the public domain. That's why there's no obligation. And when it, the second damage was was caused, it also happened in the public domain. And this would be proving that there is still an obligation that it's considered a total to, to Karen. It's considered an offshoot of Karen. There is an obligation in the public domain. My answer is no. Actually, the first damage was caused and it shot out from the public domain. That's why there's no obligation. But the second damage was caused in a private domain. So you said in your second, in the second question, so you said that if it goes out from the Rosh Hashayot, from the Rosh Hashanah Rab and from the public domain to the private domain, there is no obligation to pay because it goes out to the original place. Um, really, Hajibi, again, he said to him, I was closer on that idea. 
Aini, the Gemara asks, is that so? We turn to your Testament base, page 19b. There's no difference between Chatzinezek in the private domain and the public domain. Maybe it means even if the damage was caused and it began in the public domain. The more answers, Rabbi Yechon is talking about a case where it shot out from the public domain into the private domain. Did, did you not say, like we originally said in the second understand, the second question, that we go after the original place and therefore there's no obligation to pay, even if it shoots into a private domain? Again, he said, I have been choser, I have gone back on that original statement. Another possibility, when did Rabbi Yechon say his concept that there's no difference between Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah? He's speaking about Karen, the concept of the animal goring. And therefore, in regards to such a case, not in regards to Soros, so by Karen, it doesn't make, make a difference if you're talking about in the public domain or the private domain. In, in any event, you have an obligation to pay. Whereas when it comes to Soros, where it shot out these stones from beneath the legs of the animal as it was walking along, so then he would not have made that statement. The Gemara continues, Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Aisha, uh, Rabbi Yehuda the Nasi was sitting with Rabbi Aisha, Akilah the Rabbi Yehuda, on the doorstep of Rabbi Yehuda's house. Nafak Milsabi Benayhu. Uh, a matter came out from between them. What's going to be the halach if an animal is wagging its tail and it causes damage? So the other one answered, What a person has to hold onto his animal's tail and walk that way? So the Gemara says, if that's, if that's the case, he responded, So What a person has to prevent his animal, has to hold onto his animal's horns and walk along to make sure that the animal doesn't gore? So the Gemara says, hold on a second. How can you compare it at all? Karen love that a Karen, if an animal gores with its horns, you don't have to hold on to it because that's something that's not common. You don't have to expect that to happen. But this is something that's common. And therefore, you can't, ex- you can't be expected to prevent such a damage. And therefore, it's an obligation of the person who got damaged to make sure his, uh, his articles are not there in striking distance of an animal's tail. So since already this is something that's normal, so what was the question in the first place? It should be obvious. It should be exactly the same as Rago. My answer is, The question was, in the case where the animal is Wagging its tail more than normal, what's going to be the halacha in such a case? By Rav Ina, asked the following question: If let's say the animal struck something with its male organ, what's going to be the halacha? Miyam Rina midi the hava akaren. Do we say it's considered something similar to where an animal gores? Karen la gitzukatakivle, because don't we find that in regards to karen where an animal gores, so it's overtaken by its instincts and it causes damage and therefore over here as well when the animal causes damage with its male organ it was also overtaken by its instincts or perhaps no in regards to Karen, in regards to an animal damaging when it causes, when it gores, so that's talking about a case where it has intent to cause damage, and therefore that's unusual. And over here, it doesn't have intent intent to damage, and therefore there should be an obligation to pay. Take who we don't have an answer to this question. The roosters, so we said that they have an obligation to pay, their owners have the obligation to pay, when they walk along in a normal way and they cause damage, etc. So we said in the that if something got attached onto it, so there's an obligation to pay. So Rafuna says it's only if it got attached on its own. If somehow the the string, the rope that's attached to it, got attached on its own, so then there's an obligation to pay. So, but if a person attached it, so then there's an obligation to pay. So if it happened on its own, who's going to have an obligation to pay? If you're going to talk about that the person who owned that pail that got attached on its own to the animal's leg, that's who's going to have an obligation to pay. What's the case? If he had 
put it in a place where it was not accessible on a susa. It's not his problem. It's, it's something that was totally out of his control. He should have no obligation to pay. And if he didn't uh, watch it, so then he's a poshea. It's absolutely in his responsibility, and therefore he should have to pay the full damages. Where in, the, in this case, in the, in the Mishnah, so we said he only has to pay half the damages. So it can't be that that's the understanding. Rather, the obligation is upon the person who owns that rooster. Now the Gemara asks, My What's the difference between that we're saying that in regards to full damages you don't have to pay? Why? Because the verse says, Because when is there an obligation to pay if your property caused damage? That's only if you had opened up that, that bore, that pit. But not if an animal opens up the pit. So So in regards to half the damages, you also should not have to pay that either. Meaning, what's the case over here, the Gemara's understanding? The case is where the animal went and it took a pail, perhaps it had been tied onto it, and it brought the pail to another place, and that's where it caused damage. So that's exactly like the case of boar, and it's like a pit that was opened up by an animal, so there shouldn't be, even be an obligation to pay half the damages. So the Gemara says, The case the case of the Mishnah is not talking about a case where it had pulled it and placed it in a place and there caused damage, but rather, the animal was throwing it with its force, and that's why it caused damage. And therefore, says Rashi, there's no difference if it was tied on by someone or if it got tied on on its own. Either way, the obligation is upon the owner of the rooster because it's a, it's like it's like a case where it shot out something from beneath its feet. And when was Rav Huna's statement made? It wasn't made on this case, but rather was said elsewhere. Dalil Hefker on a case of a pail that did not belong to anyone. Um, Rav Huna, there Rav Huna says, Nikshram if it got tied onto a rooster on its own, and it caused damage, Pater. So there's no obligation, and this is talking about a case in deep where it caused damage where it was stationary, it was like a boar. Kashrei Adam, however, if a person picked it up, so he has an obligation to pay. Why? Why is he going to have an obligation to pay? So Rufuna Barmanach says, because when he went and picked it up, and he tied it on, so now he has acquired it out of Hefker, it's no longer ownerless, but it belongs to the person who picked it up. He tied it onto the rooster's leg, so there's no obligation on the owner of the rooster, because it's not the owner of the rooster's problem. The rooster brought it to another place, but since it belongs to somebody, belongs to this person who picked it up and tied it onto the rooster's leg, therefore it's considered his boy that's moving around via the feet of a person or the feet of an animal and we said earlier in the first parak that there is an obligation on the person who, who it belongs to to have to pay for that even though there's a koach achram urbo so to speak there's another force that's involved nevertheless we learned that from a tzad shave on the vav as Rashi brings down now we begin the Mishnah what's the case of Shane? When does you have to pay full damages for it? When it eats something which is fitting for it. The animal is going to be muad if it ate fruits or vegetables. However, it ate something which was unusual for it. For example, clothing or vessels. It only has to pay half the damages. But what are we speaking about? If the damage occurred in the domain of the person who got damaged. But if it happened in the, in the public domain, there is no obligation to pay. But if it had any kind of benefit, so you have to pay whatever benefit it had. Kate said, what's the case? That it pays what benefit it had. If it ate while it was inside of the street, so you have to pay the full, you have to pay damages only in regards to whatever uh, it benefited. The Gemara is going to explain exactly what that means. However, if it ate from the side of the street, which is already not a normal place for it to eat from, so you have to pay whatever caused damage. If it ate from the opening, from the outside of a store, so that's already Consider Rishus Harabim. It's the public domain, and therefore all you have to pay is whatever the animal derives benefit from. But if it ate from inside of the store, so you've already gone into the Rishus Hanizik, into the domain of the person who got damaged. So there's going to be an obligation to pay whatever damage was.
is caused. We begin the Gemara. Tan Rabbanan. Hashem wedes lecholas haroila ketzad. The shame, if an animal eats something and causes damage, you're going to have to pay full damage when it eats something which is fitting for it. What's the case? An animal that went into the domain of the person who got damaged, and it ate something which is fitting for it, it drank something which is fitting for it, you have to pay full damages. And similarly, if you have a wild animal which is owned by a person and went into the domain of the person that got damaged and it killed an animal, and it ate the flesh, you have to pay full damages. If you have a cow that eats something which is not common for it, for example, meaning this is something that it will eat if there's nothing else to eat, but it's not the usual food for an animal to eat, for a cow to eat barley, and a mule that ate horse beans, the kelv shlikah a dog that licked up or lapped up oil, the chazir shachatichashabasar, or a pig that ate up a piece of meat. So all these cases are not common, but since they're common enough that it would eat it if it had no choice, mishalman as so all these cases are regular cases. It's considered ra'ila, it's considered fitting for it. Then if you pay full damages, I'm papa. Papa says hashli amrits kol midi dilav urcheva achlale aydet chak shmeachila. Now that we said that anything which is not normal for it to eat, but if it would eat it in an unusual circumstance where it had no choice. It's considered that it's eating it. If you have an, a cat that ate dates or a mule that ate fish, so you should have to pay full damages. Even though it's something that's not normally eaten, but since it would eat it, it was eaten in an unusual circumstance where it has nothing else to eat, therefore you have to pay full damages. There was a certain mule that ate a piece of bread out of a basket and it ended up chewing on the basket as well. There was an obligation. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he made the person whose mule that it was to pay full damages on for the bread. But in regards to the basket itself, only half the damages. So you might ask, why is that so? Since it's normal for it to eat bread, so it's normal for it to also end up chewing on the basket. That's something that happens that comes with the territory. So the case was talking about where it actually ate it first and then afterwards it chewed on the basket, meaning it wasn't chewing on the basket at the same time that it was eating, therefore that's already something that's uncommon, and therefore that's why he only obligated him to pay half the damages. Is it true that eating bread is normal for it? Or a minu, I'll bring you a contradiction. It says in the Brisa that if it eats bread or meat or some kind of cooked food, so you have to pay only half the damages. Maybe that's talking about an animal. So that's not true, it's talking about an animal, which is a wild animal, which it doesn't usually eat those things. Gemara asks, is that so? An animal, a wild animal, it's normal for it to eat flesh, to eat some kind of meat. The more answers, the matzvi, we're talking about it, it's very unusual for an animal, which is a wild animal, to eat meat that's roasted. Vibai, same, another possibility, but tavia, we're talking about a case where it's a deer, which is not normal for a deer to be eating bread and meat. Vibai, same, another possibility, really I could tell you that we're talking about an animal, regular domesticated animal, so why is it unusual here and you're only paying half the damages? Vipsura, where it's on the table, and it's therefore not normal for it to eat off the table. Continue on the top of Chafam Al Alpit 20a, a few more lines until the end of this idea. Ho Barcha, there was a certain goat, the Chazid Lifta Apuma Dadana, that saw some bread on top of a barrel. Sarech Selek Achla, the lift of it, So it climbed up on top, it took down the bread, and it broke the barrel. Chavi Rav Alifta of Adana Nezek Shalim. So Rav obligated the owner, both on the barrel and the bread, full damages. My time, what's the reason? Came to Urche Lamecha Lifta, since it's normal for it to eat that bread. Urche Nami Lasruche Lamisalik. It's normal for it to grab it from on top of the barrel, and then for the damages that were caused to the barrel aren't considered normal and therefore has to pay the, the owner has to pay full damages.